0: The entire world is faced with the challenge of coronavirus. The health implications are obviously enormous and we are not anywhere close to solving that yet. But the lurking danger is that of a massive economic slowdown as cities and countries go into lockdown and become increasingly suspicious of global interconnectivity, at least in the physical sense. For individuals, Whether you are employed full-time or you are a gig worker, it is possible that your professional life could see a major upheaval. Are you prepared for the summer that is coming? Welcome to Value, a podcast where gurus from Global Gyan Academy help you create competitive advantage in your career. Learn how you can win in the future of work and uniquely design your career from those who have succeeded and failed at it. Now, here's your host, Srinivasa Adhyapali from Mumbai. This podcast took an unplanned break, initially due to some health issues that I had and later the inertia of resuming it. But this seems like a good enough time to restart the podcast. Working from home gives me more time to plan my content and hopefully there is even greater need for all of us to be thinking about building competitive advantage in our careers and professions. This podcast was designed around building the skills and capabilities that let you distinguish yourself from the thousands of others who have similar qualifications or experience. Of course, the underlying assumption always was that you had time to make these changes happen. Now we are faced with a health, social and economic event that nobody had anticipated and worse, very few are prepared for. We can see governments, corporations and individuals scrambling to figure out solutions, making up protocols and rules on the fly. My focus is on the individual, let's face it, millions of people are facing the prospect of unemployment. Just think about those who are employed in the travel and hospitality sectors for instance. Many airlines have shut their operations and laid off a huge proportion of their staff. The biggest hotel chains have begun shutting their properties due to 75% reduction in guest traffic. There might be revival at some point, but there is no guarantee. And for those who have lost their jobs or seen massive salary cuts, there may not be a return to the past. This effect will spread to other sectors. Companies will use this as an opportunity to review their operations and cost structures. Many activities and roles will be cut. As R. Jagannathan, the managing editor of Swarajya magazine, notes in his book, The Jobs Crisis in India, the time period for job recovery after a recession has been increasing over time. In 1991, It took 15 months for the pre-recession level of employment to be restored. In 2008, it took three and a half years. The self-employed freelancers and consultants or gig workers as they are nowadays called are the first to experience loss of business. Many people I know have had their projects deferred or even cancelled. When you are essentially selling your time, and nobody wants to use your time right now, your earnings dry up. Things may get back to normal at some point, but the unsold time right now, that's gone. So in this episode, I want to focus on the gig workers. What can you do to reduce your earnings disruption right now? By the way, if you are employed full time, you probably have some luxury of time. But that's all you might have, your notice period. So this is a good time to get ahead of the curve and work on these things so that you don't have to be forced into it. Also, I realize as I'm saying this, that this is probably coming off as very pessimistic and gloomy, but I believe in the saying, hope for the best and prepare for the worst. I will be borrowing some ideas from a wonderful post by Dan Schwabel on LinkedIn, how hourly workers can make a living during the Corona crisis. I suggest that if you are already facing a crisis, you should read that article in greater detail. The link is provided in the show notes. What is the most important and urgent thing that you can do if you are faced with the uncertainty of income? Nothing you do on the income side will yield you overnight results. So those ideas I will push for a later discussion. The urgent thing that you can do is to lower your expenses. If the inflows are reduced or have become erratic, the first thing you have to do is to manage the outflows. A problem that all of us have during good times is that since we are earning well, we really don't look into our expenses that much. If you have a good job, then even more so. As long as you are spending just less than what you are earning, things are fine. But now is a good time to analyze your expenses. You may be thinking, I'm a very prudent person, I live a simple life, I don't really waste much money, so what can I do about it? Simple, anyone who has worked on a cost reduction program knows that you can easily reduce 15 to 20% of cost without anyone even realizing it. In good times, costs just have a way of creeping up, and since the focus is on earning more, we don't even realize it. So... What's the first step? Open up an excel sheet and tabulate your expenses. All your monthly expenses. You know what's the interesting thing about this exercise? You will probably be doing it for the first time ever. I know that I did it only around the time I quit my job. Till then I had no idea what our family's monthly cost was. This might actually take some time. But thankfully, nowadays a lot of our spends are digital. So you will find it easier to put it together. Your bank and credit card statements should hopefully cover more than 80% of your outflows. While you are at it, do tag the expenses to typical categories like utilities, food, entertainment and so on. Ideally, you should get the data for the last 3 to 6 months or really for 12 months so that you can capture those expenses that are not monthly like maybe your car or health insurance premium uh, and kids' school fees. When you have done this, group your expenses into three buckets. First, those which are fixed and locked in. You have very little control over them, at least in the short term. These could be your home loan, EMI or mortgage payment or the fees for your kids' school. The second group should be essential expenses that you could control somewhat. These could be your food and grocery spends, your utility bills, your housemate's salary and so on. Finally, you would have lifestyle and discretionary expenses like eating out, new clothes or gadgets and vacations. Remember, each of us may put different items in these groups. Whatever works for you is fine. The typical, knee-jerk reaction to any crisis is to go after the third category. It's like corporates will always cut travel and training spends whenever they have a budget problem. The issue is that these cuts don't last long and are a temporary band-aid. Similarly, you can cancel your vacation this year. While it will immediately give you some benefit, it will only make you feel bad about your situation. The real impact can be made if you go after the second group. If you can find ways to reduce your regular expenses without... Mind you, without really affecting the quality of your life. Then you can make improvements that can become permanent. Let me share a couple of examples. Our family of four has six mobile phone connections, all with data packs, a landline with its own data plan, and a 100 Mbps fiber broadband connection. That is seven voice connections and eight data connections for the four of us. That's a lot of redundancy and a lot of data. I never really gave much thought to these. Each bill, when it is presented to us, does not appear too big on its own. But when added up, we were spending about 6,000 rupees every month for telecom. Just by making a few changes, moving a couple of postpaid plans to pre and taking the data plan out of the landline because we haven't used it at all in the past year or more, small changes without really changing our experience i can save at least 1000 rupees every month ha ah, what's 1000 rupees is the first reaction big deal but that's a 17% cut in the communication spend and we've just got started a popular expense category that corporate cost consultants love is power there's always a way of cutting your power bill by 20% maybe that's another 1000 rupees added to your monthly savings Swiggy keeps reminding me that I should sign up to their super plan because it would have saved me 325 rupees last month. Money wasted. The point is that there's at least 10 to 20% savings to be achieved in major expense categories if you are ready to take a hard and creative look at it. When you have done this, you will feel good. And then if you want to cut out that extravagant and unhealthy weekend dinner, you will be doing it in a positive spirit of being prudent than being desperate. And even if you don't have any immediate pressure, should you bother to work on that Rs. 2000 rupees per month saving now? Yes, it adds up to almost 25,000 every year, which is the minimum you should be investing in your family's health insurance. Today, you may be depending on your employer covering your medical expenses, but never rely on that to continue forever. Build your own history of health insurance now. I would love to hear your ideas and suggestions on how gig workers can cut down on expenses without sacrificing their life experiences. But that is just the first step. You can't deal with a crisis by only cutting costs. You have to work on increasing income. If not immediately, but soon enough. That is for the next episode. Till then, Stay safe. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Value. Visit our website globalgyan.in and subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode. You can also download the Global Gyan app to get additional content, learning, and mentoring by the gurus at Global Gyan. Do tune in to our next episode.